Hello, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Joy Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a radio ministry, podcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. We're thankful that you've tuned in today as we're preaching through God's Word. We're praying God's Word will speak to your heart as it's preached and taught from the pulpit of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. But the city of Shushan was perplexed. What an ugly picture of the nature of this person. He's just sent a letter all over the country that all the Jews, women, children alike, are to be put to death. And him and the king kick back in the palace and drink together on that night. When I see Haman, I see a man that is evil. I see a person that is full of hate and scorn. I see a person I can, can't see past the end of his nose. I see a person that the devil wants to use in a big way. I see a person that's very fearful. I I mean, people around him fear him. But I also see a man that's going to be utterly defeated by the power of God. And I'm reminded that even though there's seasons in our Christian lives where it seems like evil and wicked men are on the rise and winning the fight and winning the war and winning the battles, I'll remind you of something. God gives the victory. Victory is ours. Victory is is for the child of God. And by no means should we allow a wicked Haman in our lives to cause us to fear and bow to the pushes of our society to choose the world instead of God. Haman the horrible. Haman the horrible. The more we read about Haman, I hope, the more you dislike him. He's bad. Haman. Number two, Mordecai. Actually, while we're thinking about Haman, let's look at a verse of Scripture real quick. Proverbs, chapter number six. Look at Proverbs, chapter number six. I want you to see this. I think the Proverbs describes Haman very appropriately. Proverbs, chapter number six, and verse number 16 Proverbs chapter number 6 and verse number 16, the Bible says, These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. Think about Haman. A proud look. A lying tongue. And hands that shed innocent blood. And a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. And he that soweth discord among the brethren. I want you to know something. God hates the Hamans of the world. He hates their sin. Haman, the horrible. Mordecai, he's the man. Let's look at that number two. Mordecai, the man. Now, when we see Mordecai here in Esther chapter number two, I can't help but be concerned at the last three verses. Here's Mordecai doing what's right. Mordecai has actually saved King Ahasuerus' life. And what kind of reward does Mordecai get? Zero. He gets his name written in the book of the Chronicles, and everybody forgets that that Mordecai has saved the day. Now, I don't know about you, but I can identify with Mordecai sometimes. Sometimes I can get a little bit, uh, I can get a little bit whiny. How many of you ever got a little bit whiny? Yeah, me too. Sometimes I can get a little bit whiny. 
And you can have this fear that says, you know, I did what's right. I did it over and over again and nobody gave me any. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you get whiny because you didn't get the praise and the glory that you think you deserved, let me tell you something. The problem does not lie in the people who did not give you the praise that you think you deserve. The problem lies in your own heart. You see, if we do what's right, we should do right for the glory of God and understand and know that God sees and God knows. And we shouldn't be doing things merely for the praise of men. That is pride. And you are beginning to bark up the tree of a horrible Haman. But Mordecai, Mordecai is going to find out sooner than later that the work that he did back in chapter number two is going to prove to be very beneficial to bring this whole story to an amazing climax and conclusion. Folks, just keep doing what's right. Be like a Mordecai. Just determine, I'm just going to stand up for Jesus. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to do what's right whether I get identified. I'm going to do what's right whether I get any praise. I'm going to do, do what's right whether it's convenient. I'm going to do what's right. I'm just going to be like Mordecai. And I'm not going to bow down, but I'm going to stand up for God and his glory. Mordecai. The Bible says in verse number 2, And all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman, for the king had so commanded concerning him, but Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence. What did Mordecai do? Mordecai said, I'm going to stand up for the Lord. I'm going to stand up for the Lord. Here's the thought that's just prevailed my thinking about Mordecai. Have you ever had this moment in your life where you know you need to stand up for the Lord, but you also become aware of the potential consequences of standing up for Jesus in the setting in which you are? Sometimes we're afraid to stand up for Jesus at school. Sometimes we're afraid to stand up for Jesus at the grocery store. Sometimes we're afraid to stand up for Jesus at work. Sometimes we're just afraid to stand up for Jesus. Sometimes some folks have become so afraid to stand up and be identified with the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God in their lives that they've allowed the fear of man to silence their witness completely. Now Mordecai, at this moment, there was no doubt in his heart. There was the, the teetering back and forth. Do I do what's right or do I just follow the crowd? Do I do what's right or do I follow the crowd? And Mordecai had the courage and the faith to say, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to do what's right. Let me tell you what happened to Mordecai for standing up and doing what's right. The worst thing he could ever imagine happens in the next few days. He stands up for the Lord, stands up for the glory of God. And all of his peers, what are you doing? What are you doing? Day by day, they're questioning him. I'm a Jew. I'm a servant of God, but I'm standing for God. I can't worship some man. And day after day, he takes his stand, knowing that if word gets to Haman and Haman sends words to Ahasuerus, not only am I potentially in trouble, but my niece, the queen, could be in trouble. And who knows, maybe even all the Jews in the nation could be. His worst nightmare was if I stand up for Jesus and this doesn't go the right way and King Ahasuerus, I could cost all the Jews their life. And you know what happens? He stands up for Jesus, and the worst dream imaginable takes place. Now, I like to be able to preach these messages that say, hey, listen, if you stand up for Jesus, it's all going to be good from now on. But that's not how it always works. Matter of fact, that's not how it works most of the time. 
As we finish the story, we see King, wicked King Ahasuerus and wicked Haman. We see them kicked back in the palace, drinking together. As we turn the page to chapter number four, we see Mordecai hearing news of the demise of his people in 12 months. And we see him mourning in sackcloth and ashes. And we look at these two comparisons and we say, who do I want to be? I'll tell you, that, that night it probably felt better to be Ahasuerus and Haman. But for the last, oh, 4,000 years, let me tell you something. It's been a whole lot sweeter to be Mordecai. And we as God's people, we need to determine, I'm not going to bow to the wickedness of this world. I'm going to stand up. Stand up for Jesus. Haman, Mordecai, finally God. God, I told you I was going to take you back to one verse. Verse number seven. As a matter of fact, as I've studied this chapter, verse number seven is the one that made my eyes go cross the most. The Bible says in verse number seven, in the first month, that is the month Nisan, in the twelfth year of King Ahasuerus, they cast pur, that is the lot, before Haman, from day to day and from month to month to the twelfth month, that is the month Adar. What does that have to do with anything, preacher? I'm glad you ask. So the first part, in the first month, the month Nisan, in the twelfth year of King Ahasuerus, that's the day that we're talking. That's the day in question. This event happens on that day. On that day, the king of the year of King Ahasuerus, Haman and some of his soothsayers and some of his help and some of his advisors, they get together and they cast pur, P-U-R, you see that? The word cast pur just literally means, and the Bible gives us description, it means to cast lots. I don't know if they drew straw or if they cast dice or how they did it, but basically they took some form, flipped a coin, they took some form, and they used this divining type method to, to try to determine the right day according to their gods, when would be the right day for all the Jews to die? And so they flipped their coin, for lack of a better illustration. They cast lots. They flipped their coin. And the Bible says here in verse number 7, so they cast lots from day to day. They said, January 1st, nope. January 2nd, nope. January 3rd, nope. They made their, all way, their way all the way into January. And they went to February. And they did it from day to day, from month to month. And finally, guess where they landed? The 12th month, that is the month Adair. Really? The 12th month, the month Adair. Something else important in Jewish history happened in the month Adair. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Passover. The Passover. Yeah, that time when there was a wicked ruler who had all the nation of Israel in bondage and slavery and God sent the death angel to pass over and every family that wasn't covered in the blood lost their firstborn. And it was that day that the nation of Israel was sent out of Egyptian bondage, rescued by the power of God. That month, yeah, the month a dare. Hmm. Do you think that when they were casting those lots, God said, ah, just whatever. <laughs> oh, no. Do you know what God's doing? God is putting all the pieces together. God is working. 
God is proving, and God is going at the day before the Jewish Passover is the day that the nation, that all the Jews under King Ahasuerus are going to be condemned to die. You know what God's going to do? The same thing he's done before. He's going to rescue his people. J. Vernon McGee said this. He said, every man, he said, the nation of, he said, the nation of Israel has attended the funeral of every man that's ever tried to overthrow them. And you know what's going to happen? God is going to prove himself faithful. And God is going to come through just like he did in the month of Adair at the Passover. God is going to come through. And you know what the Jews are going to do? You see that little word, pure, pur, P-U-R, pure. You know what God, the, God is going to do and the nation of Israel is going to do? After the great victory that God's going to give in the book of Esther, the nation of Israel are going to establish a new Jewish feast. Have you ever heard of the Feast of Purim? That's the Feast of Casting Lots. And at the Feast of Casting Lots in the temple, the Jews read the book of Esther. And every time the name of Haman is mentioned, the Jews stomp their feet and cry out, may his name be blotted out. And guess what? God wrought victory. I can't wait to get to the end of the story. It's awesome. But I want you to know something. We're not at the end of our story today, are we? No. And maybe you're like Mordecai on a day like today. You see the enemies of God with their feet kicked, up, kicked back, enjoying all the glories of the flesh, the world, and the devil. I want to remind you of something. Don't fall for what appears to be good and right. You choose to be like a Mordecai. The Bible says that Mordecai would not bow, nor did he reverence him. May God help us just to stand up, stand up for Jesus. You'll be glad you did because God's at work. God's at work. God's at work. We're going to see it over and over again in this book. Let's pray. Thank you for listening today to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a ministry of faith of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. For more Bible preaching, visit us at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com or download our app wherever you get your apps, Chilhowee Baptist Church. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day.